Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spurser. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. Romoran and Emil A.S.H. checking in. At the start of another work week. Happy Lunar New Year, gentlemen. Hope you get rich. Happy Lunar New Year to you and uh, your people. Happy uh, Lunar <laughs> New Year as well. Oh, we're uh, making it a point to say Lunar New Year more often because uh, uh, Danielle of New Jeans got into some trouble for saying Happy Chinese New Year. It's a Chinese thing, You're not the only people celebrating the Lunar New Year. I do think it does roll off the tongue a little better as well. Yeah, yeah, it actually makes more sense. So I, I kind of want to push the practice more, on more often, uh, to say Lunar New Year instead of Chinese New Year. So I hope that everyone got their tikoy, got some ang pao. Hope you get rich, as Ronnie Cheng likes to say. And for us here, uh, we got some work to do. We've got our second pick of the week episode. So I actually missed yung debut the last week, but. Ro kept me up to speed. So let's talk some wrestling and let's talk about our favorite matches of the week. So uh, quick ground rules in case you're new to our audio-only pick of the week episode. Uh, the picks have to have come within the past week as in the calendar week, which is why we're recording this on a Monday. And uh, normally we just have one match each that we really enjoyed from the week, pero puede ring two in very, very special cases. And we basically just go through why we enjoy these matches in depth in a way that doesn't make it as if we just sweep them under the rug like we used to during the live streams. So let's start uh, with letting you know about all of the things that we talk about on the podcast. Shepherd, we can't forget our patrons uh, of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So how about we remind you once again, here's how you can be part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. This Sunday is the Royal Rumble 2023. And uh, I know that we don't have the network anymore. Uh, most of us are on Disney+, Plus, so we'll be uh, catching the live stream on there, whether we like it or not. And so we can't really promise you uh, the same watch party experience for WWE Premium Live events anymore. But we can 
promise you a party atmosphere over on our Discord, which you can access if you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or around 275 pesos right now. It's a great time to subscribe because, you know, you never know when the dollar might shoot up again. I say uh, golden age things, if you know what I mean. Uh, you get exclusive access to our Discord community where we talk about sports, TV shows, music, memes, sneakers, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we also do the watch parties there. Uh, when it's time for an AEW pay-per-view as well, we'll be doing it over there as well. And then we have our exclusive review content of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, and live events here in the Philippines. And then also we got merch. Ran into some complications with our merch, with our passabais as well from abroad. But, you know, uh, there's always a way to figure things out. And if you still want to get your official, authentic WWE and AEW and independent merchandise and other companies out there, we are still, I think, the best way to do it because... Uh, we actually do the work. We we try to get it done and we do our best to get that over here in the Philippines. Again, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars. All right. Let's talk about some wrestling and get into our picks of the week. Ro, how about you start us off with yours? Okay, so uh a bit of a quiet week. Over the past week, uh, we got a, a bunch of good matches. But one thing I wanted to highlight was last Friday SmackDown. Because they dedicated a bunch of the episode to uh, sudden tag team tournament for the SmackDown tag team titles. Because as you know, Adam Pierce wanted to separate the two uh, unified championships uh, from the Usos and. As a as punishment, he wants a couple of number one contenders for each of their uh, tag team championships. So for SmackDown, uh, he put up a whole ass tournament of eight teams, which is a surprise because there are apparently eight teams on SmackDown enough to fill an entire tournament bracket. But here it is. And the first round, the first round match, the first match of the first round was the Banger Bros or Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Viking Raiders. And... This is great, like super great. I don't know what the setup is with the Banger Bros, and I don't know why Ridge and Butch are allowing Sheamus to tag with someone else. Nah, uh, idea. Well, naka ano naman nila, nakakampi naman nila na war games. Pero you know, he's not technically in the group, and then they have their own offshoot uh, tag team. But I like it. I like the idea of Sheamus and Drew teaming again. I know they went through a, a rough patch a couple of years back. But I think under Triple H, it's only a matter of time before someone turns on someone else. And they get a good breakup, a much better breakup than what we got. So, and then... uh on the other side of the ring is the Viking Raiders, who have not really gotten that big of an opportunity since returning as the new ambitious Viking Raiders and adding Sarah Logan or uh, Valhalla into their unit. So uh, what I liked about this is, Shepard, we know that Seamus and Drew are really good. Like They bring the pain, they bring the punishment with their pretty snug style. And uh, the other thing is that 
Some people might have forgotten why the Viking Raiders were such a hot commodity as a tag team uh, a couple of years, a few years back, a few years back when they became free agents from Ring of Honor and NJPW. So they reminded us of why they are actually pretty good. Uh, they're not just a comedy Viking tag team. They're just they're not just a stereotypical uh, barbarian tag team, but they're actually pretty good wrestlers. And their size, especially see uh, see Ivar, you wouldn't really know that he can move like that. Some people might have forgotten, and some new fans might not know. And the good thing is, the great thing is, they got a lot of time to showcase their skills and pretty much establish na hindi lang sila basta-basta tag team na nagfulfill ng spots sa SmackDown tag team division. So I I like that a bunch of time was given to these two teams to wrestle a really good match and it did come at the expense of the other first round matches but once you get a pretty good match uh to start off the show, then you're pretty much made at this point. Yeah, I, I like what SmackDown did as a whole. I think if you zoom out the fact that we had four matches in the first round above the tag team tournament and they were sprinkled out throughout the episode, it really made it seem like the entire episode mattered because each match matters. And we've said this for years on the podcast. Uh, we love a good tournament. We love it when the matches all have stakes. And whether or not the tournament was something that was randomly put together or something promoted weeks in advance, the fact that you have a tournament gives everybody something to fight for. And as you mentioned, Ngaro, uh, the, the SmackDown tag team division runs eight deep and it gives everybody something to do on a given episode. So dun palang plus points na yun for me. Plus the fact na Banger Bros and the Viking Raiders really hit hard. So I agree na it was a great opener for SmackDown this week. Yeah, uh, it was such a great match. So Emil, I know that you saw this match as well. What did you think of this first round tournament match? What I was they featured Viking Raiders I think more than they did in the last uh, how many so weeks. Because they matched them up against two of the best uh, on the SmackDown roster. And nagshine talaga sila for me. Because for the past few weeks, like even though they're there, hindi ko sila ramdam. Hindi ko ramdam yung, yung Viking Raiders. I feel like they're not really doing anything significant. But with, with this one, because of the tournament setting, this is what is great about tournaments. Like what I think uh, Stan uh, alluded here that he loves tournaments, no? The thing with tournaments is it gives those people na wala masyadong ginagawa sa card an opportunity to just showcase themselves. There's no storyline, so there's there, there's no there's not walang masyadong needed for them to just go out there and wrestle. And yun yung pinaka-fact na nag-resonate sa akin with the match. And uh, even though they lost, I think mas madami silang nag-gain just by being featured uh, in a tournament like this. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that if uh, they don't get any opportunities thrown their way after last Friday, that would be on SmackDown Creative and not on them. Because I think they proved again why they were such a big deal when they came in. So there, uh, that's our first submission for the picks of the week. I'm going to piggyback off that because my pick is also from the tag team tournament and it's Imperium versus Brawling Brutes. So, we love tournaments on this podcast. But of course, a matchup like Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes is not a bad first round matchup for me because there's built-in history between both teams. And what I observed from this match was that it was very much 
Seamus Gunther for TV light. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just that you can see signature elements of both teams and the signature elements of their respective leaders. They really tried to pack that into that match. And if this is your first time really seeing Imperium in a match of consequence, then good. Because it was a nice little platter, like a starter platter of what Imperium has to offer. And the Brawling Brutes are not a bad pair of dance partners for that then because they're Vinci and Kaiser. So really happy with how they finished that matchup, how uh, Butch got eliminated with a brain buster to the outside and then Imperium bomb on Ridge Holland for the win. It kind of reestablishes Imperium as a team that's actually going after other championships. And uh, with a showing like that, sabi nating, uh, the Banger Bros don't go on a win, I don't see uh, why Imperium can't collect all the championships that they can on SmackDown. Uh, uh, I hope that people finally respect Ridge Holland because you know Ridge Holland is the the unproven guy out of the three, uh, especially nung NXT days. But he he it seemed like he was just the meathead that they put in the bigger storylines because he looked good, he had a great look, yeah, and he was huge. But I think if anything, uh, more than anything, more than the past few matches that he's been in or the past year of matches that he's been in. I think this proved that he can go. He can really go. Uh, he held more than held his own, I think, against uh, three other veterans here. And uh, like the Viking Raiders, he also uh, solidified his spot on SmackDown and justified why they were paying him the main roster money. So uh, good on you, Rich Holland. And I think that goes a long way then in erasing some of the reputation that he got after uh, accidentally injuring Big E. Yeah, medyo mag one year na rin naman since that happened. So, you know, if, if uh, Big E uh, has found it in him to forgive Ridge, then I guess the entire wrestling fandom should as well. I think he was cool with it. I mean, Yeah, yeah, bad blood based on everything we've read about uh, you know, that that moment in time. Ikaw, Emil, what did you think of Imperium versus Brawling Brutes? Again, this is a matchup we've seen for quite some time now. Yeah, this is a match that we have seen for a while now. Pero hindi ako nagsasawa eh, because all of them are great workers, and I really, I really want Imperium to shine even further because yung nafeel ko sa kanila ngayon, they're just Gunter's lackeys, and I, they haven't, they haven't been winning you as far as like the important matches are concerned. So this is a, a good first step towards that direction, no? And the Brawling Brutes, man, Pete Dunn and but uh, no, not Pete Dunn, Butch and Ridge Holland, they have grown on me so much in the last year. Like before, hindi ko masadong gusto si Rich Holland, but now he's like the perfect tag team partner for for Butch. So yeah, again, this is a matchup that we have seen so many times, but it was still a great match nonetheless. And I really hope that. This could somehow lead to Gunter and Sheamus going back at it again because again I want Sheamus to be the one who defeats Gunter come WrestleMania. So if it means that if this means that we will get somehow to that point, I'm all good for it. Uh, before uh, we move on, I wanted to ask you guys a quick bit of bracketology. See no finals, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to call Banger Bros versus Imperium. The weird thing about this bracket is that sobrang dehado yung face teams. Like, aside from the Banger Bros and the Brawling Brutes who are now out of the picture, walang ibang baby face team. Like, the other first round matchups were heel versus heel, diba? Like, uh, Los Lotharios versus MMM, uh, Hit Row versus... I don't even remember who they faced, but it wasn't a face team. Si Los Lotharios, yeah. Ah, yeah, Los Lotharis and Hit Row yeah. and Maximum yeah. Male Models and whoever they uh, they faced. That wasn't a face team either. 
Diba? So, yun lang. Uh, yun, yun lang yung medyo weird with the SmackDown tag division. But other than that, uh, I, I'm fine with Imperium and Banger Bros in the finals. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, I think they can fix it. Emil, who is your uh, final bracket? I think, ano, same lang din kami ni Stan. Eh, because parang obvious na rin na uh, aabot din sa ganun. Banger Bros yeah, versus Imperium. <laughs> no, I did, bro. <laughs> I'm going Banger yeah. Bros versus Imperium. Yeah, I agree. I think the bracket is obvious. Then they set up, they set it up in a way that you know who's going to be in the finals. It's just a matter of are the people winning the finals beating the Usos? Um, yes. I guess at the Royal Rumble because I'm guessing they the finals are already. Uh, no, right? They can do they're the finals deeper. by next week. Uh, the finals are in the Royal Rumble. Probably. They can, oh. they can get it done at that point. Yeah, semis palang next week. Yeah. Yon. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, let's uh, move on to Emil here, who picked something outside of the WWE bubble. So uh, let's give the TLDR naren for our listeners who might not be as updated about the goings on outside of the WWE Empire. All right, so my pick of the week goes to the incident that happened uh, between Kaito Kiyomiya and Kazuchika Okada during their tag team match at the day two of Wrestle Kingdom 17 that happened last weekend. Uh, so this incident happened during the tag team match between. Um, Okada and Togi Bakabe going up against wrestlers from NOAH, for wrestling NOAH, Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura. So for just context for those who doesn't know, uh, Kaito Kiyomiya is one of the up-and-coming wrestlers from Pro Wrestling NOAH. And he looked to make a statement against the ace of New Japan, Kazuchika Okada, and that's what he did. So what happened was, five minutes into this match, Kaito uh, Okada in the face, like, talagang, talagang, I think that was a legit kick to the face, no? I don't know how legit it was, but I do know it was unprotected, so it could yeah, still it was... have been a little pulled back. But even if it was pulled back, uh, a hit like that to the nose, to the jaw, uh, to the mouth, even is still pretty dangerous. Yeah, we've got yeah. people on social media asking kung ano ba to, shoot ba to, work ba to. And I saw the clip, but I, I don't really know much about the goings-on in Japanese wrestling to tell you kung work, shoot ba, or whatever. Yeah, so after that, after nung sipa, Okada went raging mad. Like, something that I have never, we have never seen from him before. Like, he has, he has faced so many rivals in his career, but this is their, like the first time that I saw him be this mad at someone. So he proceeded to beat the living the hell out of Kaito with stiff kicks, stiff strikes. Like when you are in that moment watching that, you'd think that it was all like real because 
Ade, it went to zero to one hundred real quick, and um, like you know, I thought it was a shoot, but turned out it was a work. But yeah, um, it was all revealed. The man, uh, they're leading towards this angle where they would have a one-on-one match. I think next month at KG Muto's like last match, like the whole card. But, but yeah, um, I know. Uh, it was a statement made by Kaito. Like I think. More people now know him because of what he did to to Okada, and for Okada, this is something new for him. This is like the the all this rage. This is something that we have never seen before from the Ace. So yeah, that's my pick of the week. Uh, here's my take on how this went down. Because stands right, it was pretty uh, wild. Uh, you can't really tell if it was a work shoot or not, or a work or a shoot or not. Because if anything, at worst, it was a legit fight, and what uh, Kaito did was something intentionally unprofessional, and at best, it was really well acted. But my assessment of it was that everything that happened in the end was scripted now it was was planned like uh kaito was really supposed to challenge okada and there most likely would have been a one-on-one match between the two champions uh what is what seems to be a shoot to me is the kick and the beat down from okada after that so if you take a shot at me at my face without telling me without uh without giving me an opportunity to protect myself, I would get mad as well. I would do the same thing and uh, go to go to town on Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, I think that much was uh, unplanned because they wouldn't have uh, ended up doing the, the count out or the no contest if it was, uh, if it was planned. Because I don't think, again, I still don't think that either NJPW or Noah tell stories like that. It's also quite uncommon for an American uh, major league promotion to do. Because normally it's a it's a dream match. You would do the dream match and uh, wrestle it to its full uh, to its full length. Right? The Japanese companies don't really do this thing where they bait and switch. Uh, it's not uh, heard of for them. So I think so work territory and made the most of it as much as possible. But I do think the the frustration that Okada felt backstage after the whole thing was real. It felt like a plan gone horribly off the rails. And uh part of it was well acted, but part of it was also real emotions. I just wish or I just hope na hindi nga siya talagang legit bardagulan na nagkapikunan sila and everything because after everything that went down in the industry in 2022 we don't need another major company or two having you know ish go down like this in 2023 and we're not even a month in yet I will say though that uh, if this was Kaito's way of inya, becoming uh, infamous becoming notorious uh, not the best way to go about it because uh, you did end up being talked about, yes, but you also did end up looking unprofessional. No matter what it was, no matter if it was a work or a shoot, uh, it wasn't a good look at all because uh, you just tried to injure one of Japan's biggest stars, one of the world's biggest stars. And what happens if you did actually like break his jaw or break his nose? Right? And the, the roster of NJPW. 
Oh yeah, di lang yun. Uh, you, you could potentially blackball yourself out of the industry. I mean, then again, di naman natin alam how uh, things happen behind closed doors in uh, the Japanese side of the world, di ba? Uh, of the wrestling world. But I, again, um, not good form. <laughs> not good form. Yeah, Emil, do you have anything to add to your pick? No, uh, you know, uh, you you pretty much uh, summarized like everything that is needed to be said about what happened. And uh, yeah, you top me. You bro. Like I was thinking about that. Uh, if he wanted to be known to like the to the worldwide audience, he could have done it. I think in a better way. Although, nagwork naman eh, napag-usapan siya. But the yeah, on the other side of it, like he did something that was unprofessional for him to to be talked about uh, like that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at what cost? At what cost or at, uh, uh, to what end will you go para mapag-usapan ka, di ba? Para mag-viral ka. And we know as well as anyone, uh, you know, some some lines you just don't cross. Some things you just don't do. And some bottles you just don't open. Yep. All right. Exactly. Uh, let's wrap it up with one more pick courtesy of Rowan ASH who can't join us for this recording. Uh, but it is part of the WWE bubble. And before he called dibs, this was actually my original pick of the week. And it's the six-way number one contenders match for uh, the United States Championship on Raw. It was an elimination match. And uh, it, it was basically composed of six former U.S. champions who all wanted the shot at Austin Theory for next week at the 30th anniversary of Raw. And if you've read Raw's review of Monday Night Raw from last week, what the episode did well was how it seamlessly brought together all these different angles uh, for a multi-man match. Now, yeah, it, it is multi-man match season given the Rumble, and I love how they were able to weave all of these threads in together and to make everyone really uh, state the importance of the U.S. Championship both to the larger canon of the show and to their individual careers. Even somebody like The Miz or Dolph Ziggler who haven't really been in the United States Championship picture for quite some time. It really underscores the importance of the U.S. title as the TV title of Monday Night Raw. And, you know, when you have all those six talents together uh, in an elimination match, good things will happen because they are very, very good in the ring. So um, I loved it. Very fitting main event from last week's episode. Yeah. Um, one thing Triple H seems to be doing really well is uh, giving spotlights, uh, airtime to as many people as possible on the roster. Like, it's not going to happen every week, but uh, you can bet on it happening more often than Vince did, where Vince would usually recycle the same people, the same cast every week in the same matches. Uh, this time, um, we saw Dolph Ziggler again. We saw we saw uh, Happy Corbin do his thing. We saw Mustafa Ali uh, interfere in the match, right? So a whole bunch of different threads. And siempre, uh, it also kind of goes without saying that because the WWE wrestlers are pretty talented, uh, putting six of them together in a uh, more choreographed than usual match will only lead to uh, a great main event. So uh, like the tournament uh, from SmackDown, the fact that the winner went through this entire gauntlet gives prestige uh, to the chase and for the eventual shot at the United States Championship. Yeah, this is the type of stuff that I kind of miss from when we were younger. Because there was the number one contenders match where the only way you would get a spot in the match is if you were a former champion. That's a nice little wrinkle that they put in there, which really justifies your absence of Mustafa Ali, who's never won anything in WWE. Yep, uh, that's pretty sad, but yes. 
Ikaw, Emil, what did you think of the six-pack match? Okay, so for those who were worrying that Vince might be back in creative, this is basically one of the signs that Triple H is still in charge because this is, I mean, this is a match I always see Triple H would always do back when he was in NXT. The six-man, the, the five-man uh, five elimination matches. And I like this match because basically everyone who's been involved with the U.S. Championship over the last, like, six months, maybe except for, for Baron Corbin, but everyone who's been involved with the U.S. title were in this match. And parang, I know, parang it's for fans, it's a treat to see all these guys just go out there, do what they do best. And the satisfied din also winner, which is Bobby Lashley, and also continues the progress of the Hurt Business reunion that we have been wanting for, for months now. So all in all, it was a win-win situation for everyone. It was a great main event. It was the right winner. Everyone gets to to have their own shine throughout the match. But it's an elimination match. It's not one fall, one, one fall, finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was a good like, 20, 30-minute match to, to end Raw, which is something rare for, like, a rare sight for, for Raw because usually main events on Raw would only be like, what, 15, 10 minutes. But this one, we got a lengthy one. And uh, sulit, sulit yung, yung panunod ng mga tao with that match. Uh, that was a great main event. All right. Uh, do you think Bobby Lashley is going to be US champion, Emil? I don't think so. Because they are purely invested in this Austin Theory US title reign. That even though I love Bobby Lashley, I don't think yung progression ng character niya doesn't really need the US title as of this moment. Mas kailangan ni Austin Theory yung US title as of this moment because at WrestleMania, there are rumors of who's going to be his opponent and I think dun din papuntahin. And Bobby Lashley, his storyline goes through the Hurt Business and he doesn't need the US title for it. So I don't think he's going to win. But it's going to be a great match though, next week. All right. It's not next week. It's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. By, yeah, by the time God. you're hearing this episode... <laughs> Austin Theory will have likely yeah. retained his title already. <laughs> yes, yes, that's uh, that's true. So there, uh, th- those are our picks of the week. Uh, just to recap once again, Emil picked the incident over at Wrestle Kingdom Day 2 between Kaito Kiyomiya and Kazuchika Okada. Ro and I picked some of the first round matches from the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament. Imperium versus Brawling Brutes and the Viking Raiders versus the Banger Bros and Rowan ASH picked the six-pack elimination match to be number one contender for the United States Championship. Kayo, what are your picks of the week? We know it's not a live stream. We know you can't put it in the chat. But as always, you can send them our way over on Twitter and TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. We'll get to our plugs later on in the week during the live stream as usual. So we'll catch you on Thursday at 7 p.m., on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod and on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. In the meantime, if you want to keep talking wrestling, hit us up individually. It is at Roizwar, at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, at China Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you so much to Babyface producer Mike and everyone else over at PA for putting these episodes together. Please stay safe, be nice to yourself, be nice to other people. And one more time, happy Lunar New Year. Hope you get rich. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye-bye. Peace.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 